All right. Mm, okay, so I think we're up to uh, page Tess. So right before the next little, you know, uh, it's a paragraph, whatever it is, the next heading. So again, let's see the last paragraph, I guess. Is that what we're up to, the last paragraph before? Uh, so am I? Are we from the top of it? We started the first paragraph? Okay, fine. So let's, let's uh, do it again. So we'll start from the top of page test. So the true path of serving Hashem is almost completely hidden from people. And he's not talking about from, uh, from Gayim or whatever. He's talking about from, from Shomri Torah Mitzvah. So what, what exactly is the Derech HaEmes? The Derech HaMitzvah Baruch We don't know. It's like the Pasuk says, describing the Gullus and the destruction. Really, really it's a Pasuk in Yermia describing really before the destruction of the Megdash. It's a harsh Pasuk. Those that hold on to the Torah, they don't know me. They don't know me, says Hashem. So there is such a phenomenon where a person can can know Torah mitzvahs and be considered a, a Teufes HaTorah, someone that, that's, that's holding Torah and upholding Torah and, and even a teacher of Torah but doesn't really know the Derech HaEmes of what it means to serve Hashem. Now the truth is, the truth is no one really knows. No one really knows. You know, it's... Um, even the biggest siddiquim of all time, they don't. You know, they, if you ask them, do you do you know the way to serve Hashem? They have no idea. You know, well, Yechonon just showed me. You know, he picked up uh, from the Kamarna. The Kamarna has a pirush on, on Pirkeiavos. So literally, just a couple minutes ago, he showed me that the hak, the hakdam, just the opening few lines that the, the Kamarna wrote as an introduction to the sefer, and it's classic Kamarna. You know, and he writes in there as I don't know the words anymore, but the introduction is like like Amar and who's the Mechaber, speaking about himself, Ani, Venivzev, Nimas, I don't know anything, uh, I, I look in my body, and there's not even one little sinew that's perfect, that even knows who, who the Rabbanu Shalom is, I want to be, I want to start being a Jew, and like, it's like, or, you know, so, the, so there, there's something to say about not knowing who the Rabbanu Shalom is, and not knowing how to serve him, none of us do, how, how could we, how could we, but, uh, so there is something to say about that. But uh, but what he's talking about, and there's going back to the context of what he's saying, I was like to not not to know what the point is, what's a tachlis, and and focusing ninety, like we said, ninety six, ninety seven percent of the time on the problems, but not really knowing, not not having clarity on the solution, not having clarity in how Mitzvah solves the problems of Hester Panim, and what the tachlis is like. So we, you know, you know, if a person is, is is told over and over and over again the problems, but is not explained how Torah mitzvah solves those issues, then the impression you get is that we don't know how it solves those issues, and it's just like, you know, if if I if you know at some point when a kid keeps on asking the question and the parent says because I said so, then at some point the kid starts to think maybe my parent doesn't know why. You know, so so there's such a thing. If you keep on hearing just the same nusach over and over and over again without being explained, why is Talmud Torah connected to Kulam? Like, why why is it important to keep mitzvahs? What is what what again? Not why in terms of like philosophically, but what's happening? Explain to me how mitzvahs have a way of alleviating the difficulties of Olam Haza and, and alleviating the Hester Panim. Explain to me the mechanics of it. If I'm, if I'm not being told that, then the impression I get, whether I 
con- when I'm, mm-hmm. whether I'm, whether I allow myself to consciously admit it or not, the impression I get is, well, mm-hmm. they, they, maybe they don't know how, and maybe they're just like regurgitating what they were told when they were kids. And so, how do I know any of this is really true? You know, that's it's, that's where Cook wrote. He said the issue of our generation is is not, it's not Yitzharas and it's not. Uh, it's education, that's all. It's just, it's just a simple lack of education. If we're educated in the derech of, of of what Yiddishkeit's really about and, you know, and start to highlight a little bit more that 3% in terms of, of why, how and, and why Torah and is, is the solution to Esther Ponim and how it works and understand the system, then uh, very often that solves the problems, you know. Doesn't mean that the person will ever be able to say, "I know the Rebbeinu Shalom." No, because you'll, you know, then you'll become a Kamarna that looks at themselves as being completely far from God. But that's already, you know, he, the Kamarna is writing that while he's in a state of dvekas. So that's already not so bad, you know. So that's, you know, but uh, that's what you have to begin to do. That's the way the Rebbeinu Shalom made it. That's part of the Nisayin of life. First, the Rebbe begins, he starts off, again, you know, in terms of our relationship with him as a hidden God. So, that, so anyway, the Rebbe is hidden. So that, that's, you know, we start with that. But the, the greatest Hester Pondim, the greatest Hester Pondim is that the tools that Hashem gave us to serve him are themselves concealed. And in terms of how, you know, why is that, in what way does putting a, a scroll on the, on the doorway of my home, like how does that how does that make the world a better place? How how does that affect my life? Like, so, kaidim call you're allowed to ask that, right? And second of all, there are answers to the, to those questions, and we have to learn and investigate and figure it out. But without but ignoring those questions and ignoring those sugis that try to unearth the answers to those questions, then then all we're doing is giving giving our, our children and our families the, the impression that there are no answers to those, to those questions. So that's, and that's a dangerous thing. Uh, so in, in, without this understanding, you could read Sifri Musr. Again, it's not a Musr thing, but you could, you could learn, you know, even Machshava, uh, whatever it is. It's all true words. But you're not being given... A, a clear understanding of, of what Yiddishkeit is. You're, again, like I said, you're being told the problem, but you're not really being explained how this how the solution is the solution. And more than that, he's the way he's focusing, and it's not just the intellect; it's also just the mahalach. Like, okay, so I, I know I have an issue, but wh- how do I go about fixing it? How do I go about what step one? What step two? And, and without having a structure in terms of understanding Yiddishkeit. And also, in a practical sense, what is the path to become a real Eved Hashem? So to define what an Eved Hashem is and to really get the path to get there, it's going to be very difficult to just, you know, chance upon on your own. The person, you could despair and run away from Yiddishkeit because you don't, it seems, it seems unorganized. And it just seems chaotic. So the, the, the point of the matter that we're coming out with, coming away with is the following. That the first thing, even before we even begin. So again, like he started in the first chelik also. person has to, has to clarify, what is the foundational point? What is it all coming from? What's, what's all of Yiddishkeit based on? What is all of Hashem oriented towards? 
What's the beginning? What's the first step that a person has to have? What's the starting point of Avodah Hashem? Is the beginning to learn 12 hours a day? Is that the foundational point? And then from there you build on that. L'chav mitfila is the foundational point to have kavan and davening. Right? Maybe there's a more simple, more fundamental point that really everything begins with. And I think, well, you know, you know, it's not much of a cliffhanger. So <laughs> the answer is going to be, yeah, there's going to be a much more fundament, fundamental, simple point that it's all based on. Well, when we say simple, like we've been talking about, simple doesn't mean uh, like chapter one, and then you move on to chapter two and three. Simple in terms of everything is there. Just you have to unpackage it. And that, that's the way to think of Yiddishkeit, as, a, as opposed to being just step one, step two, step three, step four. Every single step along the way is just a deepening of step one. It's just deepening more of step one. Tzadik v'manasa yechia. And that, uh, that fundamental point is a munah. That's what we're going to see. That ultimately Amuna is the beginning, the middle, and the end of all of Yiddishkeit, and everything we do, and the entire system of Yiddishkeit is to give ourselves the kalim and the uh, the systems in place to be able to truly, not just to believe, to but truly experience the Rabbanu Shalom's light in our lives, and to give us the strength to, to in this world into a, a place that God is comfortable living in and residing in, whether we experience it emotionally or not. That that that's something else, but that's the reality of what we're doing. So that's uh, a shame. So we'll clarify what the Nakud is and, and strategies to, uh, to, to at least start and to begin there. And uh, I'll take it from there. All right, I should